It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. So we did think about we, I mean, literally, we did consider launching a series about sort of, you know, big goals, five-year plans, that sort of thing. Um, but two reasons we didn't do that, and I mentioned this briefly last week, is number one, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that maybe long-term plans are maybe a little bit mis- misleading. Um, I was going to go on an overseas trip in August this year. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Um, secondly, the, the other thing about big, big goals, and I, and I do think big goals have a place so it's not that we've written them off as being unimportant. However, sometimes the idea of big goals, even just coming up with them, is quite intimidating. And secondly, if you do manage to come up with some, the actual process of getting from here to there can be overwhelming. And I think in many cases, the reason why a lot of people maybe just quit long before they achieve those goals. And so instead, we've actually decided to, to, to look at this idea of, of habits, a series called Habits. Because, you know, while some change is monumental, you know, some things have happened in your life where overnight things were different and hopefully, you know, in some cases better, different, monumental change happens. However, most change isn't monumental. Most change is incremental. And it's not as sexy and it's not necessarily as obvious because you have to look at it a little more closely. You have to kind of map it over a longer period of time. However, the advantage of incremental progress is it tends to be more doable. It tends to be just about the daily, sometimes the weekly, sometimes the monthly, not even having to look too much beyond that and therefore more doable. Now, the reality is we all already have habits. You and I already have habits in our finances. We have habits when it comes to our health. We have habits in how we interact with our family members. We have habits in our workplace. We have habits when it comes to following Jesus. So this series isn't asking the question, do you have habits? It's asking the questions, are your current habits causing you to become the person that God's created you to become and to do the things that God's called you to do. And the reason that we've chosen this time of the year is because this time of the year, the, the, sort of this, this, the, the cultural zeitgeist is people are looking forward, talking about making changes and progress and improvements. And I don't know anybody who's starting 2021 saying to themselves, you know, this is the year I'm going to double my credit card debt. Yep. Uh, This is the year I'm going to totally scuttle my health. It's going to be hospital visit after hospital visit after hospital visit. Count me in. Uh, I'm going to, this is the year I'm going to drive an irreparable wedge between myself and my spouse. Yep. That's, this is, this is the year I'm finally going to drift away from following Jesus. All right. Write that down, somebody. Now, in, instead, people are talking about, and maybe some of you have started setting your sales towards things like, this is the year I'm going to eliminate my credit card debt. 
This is the year I'm going to grow my relationship with my spouse. This is the year I'm going to actually turn my health around and make great progress and kiss my GP goodbye. God bless GPs, by the way. Uh, this is the year I'm going to get to know Jesus more intimately. I mean, those are the sort of things that people are talking about. But, I, we, but we would put those things in the category of intentions. The reality, however, is it's our actions, not merely our intentions, that are going to determine whether these things become true for us in 2021 and beyond. And so the big idea of this series is, is this, that successful people, in whatever sphere that is, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. See, successful people recognize that we become what we repeatedly do. That, that, that we and our life is actually a byproduct of our habits. So again, we're just putting our current habits under the microscope and asking, are they the sort of habits that are taking us to the place that God's trying to lead us to? Now, if you're sitting here right now feeling a wee bit uncomfortable because you might be thinking to yourself, I'm not very good at habits. I'm a little bit sort of start, stop, and then let me tell you two things. Number one, I can't promise you this three-week series isn't going to make you feel uncomfortable, but we're certainly not here to judge you. This is about encouraging you and hopefully helping you turn things around. The second thing is if you struggle with habits and have in, in your life, you're actually in very good company. It's happened to the best of them. Paul, who I read something from him earlier, he was one of the heavyweights of the early church. Let me drop you into something that he wrote. If, if you've got your Bible app or your Bible Bible, uh, paper Bible, um, something that he wrote to the church in Rome. I'm going to read from chapter 7. So remember, this is, this is Paul. Paul's like the, the Elon Musk of the early church. Like He was like, go get, like the Steve Jobs, like go and launch churches. And he was well-known and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera telling people how to follow Jesus, preaching, too many people couldn't fit them all in, all the good stuff. And he wrote this to the church in Rome. This is kind of one of those full disclosure moments that we all respect and are greatly encouraged by. Well, I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. And then I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. Well, appreciate the full disclosure, Paul, and maybe some of you can relate to what Paul wrote there. Next week, I'm going to talk about some habits that we might consider starting. The following week, I'm going to talk about some habits we might consider stopping. And I'd invite you to journey with us over these three weeks. Today, what I want to do is just kick off and highlight a few uh, of the bigger reasons or the more common reasons that some people don't continue and, and, and achieve success with their habits. Okay, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's sort of like some of the, the big ticket items. And here's the first one. It's failing to understand that achieving goals requires both outcome and process. So... Great to have a stated outcome. This year, I want to achieve this. This year, I want to become this. This year, I want to stop doing that. 
These are outcome goals. The, the, the next step needs to be, what's it going to take in order to achieve those goals? What's the process? Now, uh, some of you know this, some of you don't. I have a little side business, uh, coaching triathlon and endurance uh, sports. And um, regularly I'll have uh, some first-time athletes or prospective athletes contact me, want me, wanting me to coach them for the Ironman triathlon. Now, the Ironman triathlon is... It's, it's just a stupid idea, basically. Uh, it requires you swimming 3.8 kilometers, uh, then cycling 108 kilometers, and then running a 42-kilometer marathon. As if running a marathon wasn't enough, you have to warm up by swimming nearly 4Ks and biking 180Ks. And so these new athletes would come to me and say, listen, you know, my, my outcome, my goal is I want to finish my first Ironman. And, you know, there's a timeline on that. The event's in such and such a date, whatever. Like, don't come to me a week before. If, I mean, that's, you know, that's a deal breaker. But if you're going to give six months, 12 months, 18 months, great. So here's a date on the horizon. Here's a, here's a date on the calendar. Here's an event schedule. You, you, you're entering. And, and that's your outcome goal. And now what I'm going to do with you from now until then is every single week we're going to establish a process goal. Every single week I will, I will break things down and I will give them a prescribed program. In fact, it's prescribed, this is what I want you to do Monday. This is what I want you to do Tuesday. You don't even have to look at Tuesday's training plan until you get out of bed on Tuesday, providing you've got the time. Meaning... On Monday, just focus on what's on the schedule for Monday and tick the box. And then Tuesday, focus on that and tick. Don't, don't focus on next week. Don't focus on next month. I mean, always keep in mind your outcome because that's the reason you're doing this. That's the reason you started this. That's what you're trying to achieve with the daily. But the, the, the process is focus on the process and commit to the process and trust the process. And if you fail to do that, you will never achieve the outcome. And that's the same for any of us in any sphere of life where we've set ourselves an outcome goal, great. Now you've got to figure out the process and you might need some uh, outside assistance for that if it's finances and you're not very good at finance, you've been your own worst enemy in your finances and you don't have a clue how to manage your finances, you might need to get a coach and, and, and have them work with you and map out a process. Even then, getting some professional assistance or not, it still requires us to commit to the process. But the question is, what do I need to do today? And if you can get clarity on that and make it something that's achievable, yeah, maybe a stretch goal. You know, same for my athletes. I might, I'll, I'll have to give them something that's beyond what they've already done before. If you've only walked to the letterbox and back, we're going to have to kind of extend your training program if you want to finish an Ironman. There's going to be some stretch goals along the way in the process. Sure, absolutely. But, but even then, they, they should be doable, like stretch but don't break. And, and that's very much for us how we need to understand habits. Don't lose sight of the outcome and daily focus on the process. All right, here's the second one. This is, this is why, this is, I'll put my Captain Obvious hat on. Impatience. People quit on their habits because they lose patience. Now, I think this culturally is more of a problem than it has ever been in the history of the world. Because we live in a culture that is increasingly set up where instant gratification is the norm. Instant gratification is not only expected, 
It's demanded. I think it happened with the invention of the microwave. I don't have anything to back that theory, but you know, just speculating out loud, I think, I think the first domino was the microwave where we could now, uh, dare I say, cook uh, meals in a matter of minutes versus a matter of hours. And now, that was just the beginning. Today, let's talk about TV. You wanna, when I was a kid, we had three TV stations and the TV station told you what you're going to watch and when you were going to watch it. And if you wanted to watch it, you had to be near the TV when they told you to. Mate, now I'm going to tell you what I'm going to watch and I'm going to tell you when I'm going to watch it. And by the way, God help this remote control in my hand if there's even a hint of buffering. By the way, I nearly, got, I nearly got arrested yesterday. I was this close, uh, speaking of remote controls, this close to getting arrested, uh, which, yeah. My six-year-old nephew and I were hanging out watching um, endless uh, episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. And, um, and at one point, I think it was episode three, he, he leaned over me and grabbed my remote control. That kid, to this, to, that kid does not have a clue just how close he came to seeing his last day on this planet. And I said to him, listen, buddy, I know you're only six, but never touch another man's remote control. But we don't do well with delays now more than ever. The problem is some things still take time. Some things still take a process over a period of time. And sometimes the period of time is longer than you'd like it to be. I mean, if you could write the script, you wouldn't make that the deadline, you'd bring it forward. Sometimes we don't get to make that decision. We have to commit to a process. And sometimes, even though we don't always wait well, it's gonna take more time than you'd like. For example, you start this year with some credit card debt. Let's just use a round number, 10 grand. Sometimes that doesn't even sound ridiculous. 10 grand, is that all? Jeez, living the dream. Uh, let's say you're walking into 2021 with $10,000 of credit card debt and, and you've just been paying the minimum monthly requirement, which really doesn't make much progress. Most of you know that. And so you say, okay, this is the year I'm gonna eliminate my credit card debt. And so you kind of run the numbers, maybe get some financial uh, planning assistance, whatever, and you carve out in your, in your monthly budget, a hundred extra dollars. You know, maybe you give up the, 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 the drive-through coffee or whatever it is, but you, you find a hundred extra dollars in, in your monthly budget and you start throwing that hundred dollars at your $10,000. So you're still paying the bare minimum and you're paying an extra $100 and you're thinking, I am getting somewhere, man, I am crushing this thing. And at the end of three months, you get a, your credit card statement and yes, you've been paying the minimum balance and yes, you've been paying $100 extra, so now you've paid $300 extra. You started with $10,000 and your credit card statement says you now owe $9,980. You've thrown 300 bucks their way and you've only made a $20 dent because, of course, there's this thing called interest, 20%, 30%. And you think to yourself, well, what's the point of this stupid credit card? I'm never going to get that thing paid off. 
Oh, stuff it. I'll just lose, live with $10,000 debt. And so you jump onto Amazon and you spend $500 just to soothe your frazzled nerves and now your credit card balance is $10,480. You step on the scales at the gym and the number staring right back at you is all too familiar and you think to yourself, what? I'm spending time, I'm spending money, I'm putting in some sweat equity and the needle is not moving. And so the next day, instead of hitting the gym, you hit the grocery ice cream section of your supermarket. What's the point? It's been two weeks already. Like, uh, you, it took you more than two weeks to get to this place of poor health. It's probably gonna take a little bit longer to get, but we don't always wait well. But here's the thing. Understand, let me tell you something that you already know. Again, I'll put my Captain Obvious hat on. You know, bad habits, when you do them day one, they really don't make much of a negative impact. Not the first time. The first drink, the first smoke, the first uh, 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 tub of Ben and Jerry's, sticking with the ice cream thing. Uh, the first one doesn't make really, that's not really gonna undo you. But here's the thing with bad habits is that over time, there's a compound effect. Over time, there's a cumulative detrimental outcome of bad habits. And just like bad habits, the effect of bad habits compound over time, so the effect of good habits compound over time. But it's almost always over time. So yeah, your credit card balance will actually eventually get to zero if you're paying down more than the minimum monthly requirement. You will eventually cross the finish line of that 5K or 10K that you got off the couch to start training for. You will eventually start to experience the presence and the power of Jesus because you committed to spending time with him daily. But you might not experience that day one. Day one might just be dry as old boots. But a month in, two months in, as the relationship develops and you cultivate that, things do change. And here's a third final one. Who impacts do? How you see yourself will have a very real impact on whether you stick to your habits. Oh, I've never been very good with finances, so I guess I'll just have to learn with credit card debt. <sighs> well, I'm, never, I'm not really an organized person, so uh, I just know there's no way I'm going to be able to fit that into my schedule. Um, yeah, well, you know, if you understood my family history, you'd know that we've got a history of addiction in our family. And by the way, I have an addictive personality, so I guess this is just how it's going to be for me. I'm not a church person. I've never been a church person. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's all good for those holy people, the ones that lift their hands above the shoulder line in worship ones that own paper Bibles still. I mean, it's okay for them, but not me, you know. And this can have a very real, this perspective, how we see ourselves, who we see staring back at us in the mirror can have a very real and often has a very real impact on what we do because identity shapes actions. 
So, so one of the things that I would strongly encourage you this year is to actually change the narrative. And you might have to change the narrative before, you, before it becomes true for you. It's a little thing called declaration. It's a little thing called prophecy. It's a little thing called speak those things that are not yet as though they already are and allow God to bring you to that place. You know what? I'm not, this is not me. I'm just saying this could be, this, this is what the change of narrative might sound like. If it's, if it's improving your finances this year is one of the outcomes you've put together. Yeah, it's true. I've never been very good at finances. I didn't kind of grow up in a family that taught us how to handle money. But this year, I'm going to become someone who better understands how to manage my finances. You know, I grew up thinking exercise was a form of capital punishment. However, this year, I'm just going to every day do something that's going to improve my health. And I'm going to learn, I'm going to become someone that enjoys being active. Yeah, you know what? I've kind of been doing the church thing, but just kind of the bare minimum. Never really been a Jesus kind of. This year, I'm going to become someone whose heart is open to Jesus doing what he wants to do in me and through me. And this shift in identity will have a very real impact on your considering yourself someone who's even able to stick to the plan, follow through on the process, and ultimately achieve those outcomes. Set some who goals, not just what goals. Now, final thing. And I, I just, I've just been highlighting finances and health and, and relationships and following Jesus. The, the, the list is longer and, I, and your list is whatever your list is, but the same principles apply. And the great thing about better goals, the great thing about becoming better goals, the great thing about doing better goals, the great thing about achieving better goals, those sorts of goals, then you're into them. God is actually more interested in you succeeding in them than even you are interested in succeeding at them. Because God's all about freedom. God's all about setting you free. God's all about seeing you transform, starting, continuing, and finishing, becoming like His Son, Jesus. And so here's the pro tip. Don't tackle your process and outcome goals on your own, in your own strength, just using the latest Jordan Peterson book. I mean, Great, read it, but understand there is a power that you and I have access to that transcends just doing things in your own strength, just setting up habits like you might teach at a personal development course. And so the same Paul who went full disclosure, God bless him, the very next thing he wrote, so, so I read from Romans chapter 7, verses 19 to 20. Let me continue because he didn't stop there. He's just said, oh, the things I know I should be doing, I don't do. And the things I know I shouldn't be doing, well, guess what? I do them anyway. Then he wrote this. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. 
uh, look, I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all, I, I love that not all of me joins in this delight. It's like, yeah, good for that part of you, Paul, but uh, over here we're doing just fine. Parts of me covertly rebel, <laughs> rebel. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. <laughs> and I've tried everything and nothing helps. In fact, I'm at the end of my rope. Ha, rhetorical question. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? Well, the good news is, the answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does do something for us. Jesus Christ can and does do something for us. He actually acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. Jesus, he's ahead of you in wherever he's calling you to move to. And he's actually going to coach you. He's actually going to encourage you. He's actually going to support you. He's actually going to, to lend you the sorts of tools to train you up in the sorts of skills that are going to see you actually ultimately achieving some of these great, better goals. So lean on Him, listen to Him, and, and, and walk this year in partnership with him like you've never walked with him before. And, and, and I want to give, invite you to join a little, this is just a little thing. There's a Bible plan, a reading plan in the Bible app. It's called Habits. It's six days. So here's the thing. If you've never been a Bible person, what I'm inviting you to is to read this plan and the Bible bits attached to it. Uh, six days, three weeks, twice a week. I know, wild and crazy. Who could possibly make time for that? And this might just be one thing, a little thin edge of the wedge that kickstarts you if that's not been something you've done before. But just let that, and, and make time for it, you know? Just carve out a bit of space, a bit of uh, quiet. And that's just an idea. It's not the only thing. There's plenty of others as well, obviously. Can I pray for you? And, uh, and yeah, more, more to come next week. I'll be preaching again. While some of you are enjoying your little summer vacay, I'm working my tail off. The sort of guy I am, Joseph. The sort of guy I am. Let me pray for you. God, I, I thank you that you're setting this year in motion already for us. That not only are your tender mercies new every morning, that, that you're giving us fresh insight, fresh perspective. You're pointing us to fresh opportunities and you're pointing us to better goals, better ways, better ways of thinking, better ways of speaking, better ways of acting, and ultimately transforming us. God, we want to get on that, that, that journey right now, not wait till February or March, or right now, this day. Today is the day the Lord has made. And so, God, I pray that we as a church and more people that will walk through these doors will, will set our sights on better. We'll set our sights on you. We'll set our sights on transformation. We'll set our sights on freedom and we'll commit to the process, commit to the daily, commit to the weekly, commit to the habits that are going to see us arrive in that place. 
In Jesus' name, amen. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love you to join us for one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information about our great Elevate Kids and Elevate Youth environments, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.